Shalom to all. Today's office super staff Mem Gimel. We are starting the sixth line, the third to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basav Yaakov Meisha, Hernas Shamash Shadavanulio, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Vredechai Bela, Basav Yitzchok Tzvi, Hernas Shamash Shadavanulio. And the Gemara starts out with a new topic. Ba Minei Rabavina Merav Sheshes, Ravina Asher Sheshes. Bas Hanizaynis Mina Achin. If a daughter is getting fed from the brothers, Maisu Yadalami, who do her Maisu Yadaim go to? This is referring to a situation where the father died and the daughter is being supported by her father's estate. In other words, her brothers are the ones that are taking money from their father's estate and giving her food. One of the things written in a woman's ksuba is that any daughters will be supported by the husband's estate until they get married or reach bagras. This is called tenai ksuba. So the question is, do they, the brothers, get to keep her maasya daim, anything that she produces? What's the question? Bimakam avkaimi, are they just in place of the father? Mahasam la'av. Just like when her father was alive, if she produced something, if she made something, if she got her weekly paycheck, she had to give that to her father. So to over here, now that she's getting supported by her brothers, she has to give her weekly paycheck to her brothers. Perhaps it's not comparable to the case of the father. Hasam over there when her father's alive, she's getting food from her father. Her father's taking food out of his pocket, money out of his pocket to buy food for her. Therefore, he gets her maizyadayim. Hacha, but over here, when the brothers are supporting her, she's not getting money from her brothers. It's really from her father's estate. It's not like they're taking money out of their pocket, so therefore she might not have to give them her maizyadayim. So Amalei Roshesh just answered him, we learned it. We have a bride that says, the the widow, she gets fed from the and her Maisyadaim go to them. And we know the fact that she gets supported by the husband's estate is also Tanai Ksuba. So the same thing should be applied to the daughter. So Gemara says, no, me dummy, is that really comparable? Almanasai, his almano, He's not pleased, meaning the husband is not pleased if she gains off of the Yusaimim's expense. Since they're taking money out of their estate, which is really their money, to feed the wife, so therefore the father wants her Maisyadaim to go to them. However, he does want his daughter to gain. Even though she's getting fed from the estate, the father still wants her to save up so that when she gets married, she'll have extra money to get married with, and therefore she wouldn't necessarily have to give her Masu dime to her brothers. The Gemara asks, Lememer, the Bita, Adifa, Lemei, Almanasai, does that really mean that his daughter is better than his Almana? Bama, Rabbi Abba, Amar, Biasi, Asu, Almana, Etzel, Habas, the Chacham made it, when we have an Almana and a daughter, that's just like Kibas, Etzel, Achin, when we have a daughter with brothers. In a situation of Ben Chassim, Mu'atin, when there's only a few Nechassim, what does that mean? When a father passes away, and the Yerusha is very small, and it can't support everyone who's supposed to be supported by it. So some people are going to be able to take from the Yerusha, and others are going to have to go knocking on doors for food. Just like when there's a daughter and brothers, the daughter, she gets fed from the estate, and the brothers, they have to go knocking on doors. So too, when there's only an almana and a daughter, the almana, she gets fed from the estate, and the daughter has to go knocking on doors. So we see that the almana is better than the bas, not the other way around. The Gemara says, no. And in regards to degrading her, it's more important to him that his almana doesn't get degraded by knocking on doors. But in terms of profiting, he'd rather his daughter profit and not his wife. Now the Gemara says, Master of Yosef, Rav Yosef asked a question for our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had said, regarding a girl's Masyodayim and that which she finds, even though she never collected it, if the father died, that goes to the brother. Now It seems to be that the only reason why it goes to the brother is because she had made this or she had found it when the father was still alive. But that implies that if the father had died already, that she gets to keep it for herself and that she doesn't have to give it to her brothers. My love, Beni Zainas, isn't this talking about a situation where she's getting fed from the brothers and nonetheless she still gets to keep her own weekly paycheck? So Gemara says, Loi, it's talking about a situation where she's not getting fed by the brothers. She doesn't get fed by the brothers, so she's allowed to keep her weekly paycheck. Ask the Gemara, if we're talking about a case where she's not getting fed by the brothers, my lememro, what's a chiddush? Of course she's allowed to keep her weekly paycheck. Even according to the Manda Amr, a master could tell his slave, you do work for me and I'm not going to feed you. Basically, you're going to have to go knocking on doors 
for your food. Whatever money you make, you have to give to me, but I'm not going to give you a stitch of food. That's only talking about a non-Jewish slave. Because the Pasuk doesn't say, so therefore he could take all the money from the Evid and he could send his Evid knocking on doors. We're talking about a Jewish servant. It says, with you, he's not allowed to do that to him. A Jewish master is not allowed to tell his Jewish servant, you work, you give me all your money, and you have to go knocking on doors. For sure, a daughter, meaning a father, is definitely not allowed to tell his daughter, you have to work, make money, give all that money to me, and you have to go figure out your own food situation. If a father tells his daughter, you have to go figure out your own food situation, that means that she could keep her own money, and obviously she doesn't have to give it to her father. So it must be that our mission is talking about a situation where she is getting fed by the brothers, and nonetheless, it's still mashma that she gets to keep her own money. So Amr Abar Uli explains, The mission is talking about the hadafa, the extra money that she makes. Let's say she only needs $10 a week to survive, but she makes $20. That extra $10 that she makes is what we're talking about. Now Amr Rava says, If someone who is so great like Rabbi Yosef, he didn't know that there's this concept of hadafa, that she makes more than she really needs, but he's still asking a question for our Mishnah. So it must be that Rabbi Yosef's question is still a valid question. So Amr Rava, Rava explains, Rabbi Yosef has Rabbi Yosef was bothered by the Mishnah itself. There's something intrinsically problematic about the Mishnah. Diktani, the Mishnah said, and that which she finds, even though she didn't collect it, that goes to her father, and if her father dies, it goes to the Yarshim. But here's the issue, who's she collecting Mitzias from? If she found it, that means she collected it right away. How could you have a situation where she found a Mitzia, but she didn't collect it yet? Something doesn't make sense over here in the Mishnah. So, must be this what the Mishnah is saying, that which she produces is just like her Mitzias, that which she finds. Just like that which she finds when her father is alive, she has to give that to her father. If she finds something after her father dies, she's allowed to keep that for herself. So so to that which she produces. When her father's alive, that goes to the father. But after her father dies, that goes to her. We have a raya, the Maesiodeo is after the father dies, not to the brothers. And Ismarnami, who's also stated, a daughter that's getting fed by the brothers, she gets to keep her Maesiodeim. What's the reason? Because the Pasuk says, And you shall give them over as a nachla to your sons after you. This Pasuk is talking about Avadim, that Avadim could be given over as a nachla. But what do we learn from here? Only Avadim are given over as a nachla, Avadim are given over by Yerusha, but not a daughter. A daughter is not given over by Yerusha. That teaches us that a person cannot give over the schos that he has in his daughter to his son. But now, Masculine Rabbi, he asks the following question. Maybe the Pasuk is talking about the payment for Pitoi, Kenas, and Chavales, meaning if she's damaged. Maybe that's what the Pasuk is talking about. In other words, when we're dealing with the payment for these things that we just mentioned, that's not given over as Yerusha to the children. However, Maesiyadayim may be are given over as Yerusha to the children. So we ask by that by picking out on one of the things that we just mentioned, Chavales. How could we mention Chavales, that if she's damaged, that payment is not going to be given over to the sons? That's something that is physical pain which is caused to her, and that's something that she gets even when her father's alive. So Rabbi Yisrael Hanina, he answers, that's not a problem. We're talking about a situation where she got hit in the face, and now something's wrong with her face, her face is deformed or something like that, and that's a payment that would go to the father because that causes a depreciation in her value, and he wouldn't be able to sell her for as much money. Now, like Mar says, Amr of Zera, Amr of Masa, Amr Rav, and some say it's Amr Rebbe Zera, Amr of Masa, Amr Rav, a daughter that's getting fed by the brothers, she gets to keep her own Masa Yadayim, the Pasuk says, and Evid is given over by Yerusha, daughters are not given over to the sons as Yerusha. Maga that teaches us, a person is not able to give over as Yerusha, this chos that he has in 
and his daughter to his son. Now, Amr Yavim Bar Papi Yavim Bar Papi said, Shakud Amra, that Shakud said that halacha. And we ask Shakud Manu, who is Shakud? Shmuel. Shmuel is Shakud. Why is Shmuel Shakud? Because Shmuel was Shaked on Dine Mamanis. Shaked is a Lashon of being a Shakta and a Lashon of being a Masmid. Shmuel was a huge Masmid. He was very diligent when it came to the halachas of Dine Mamanis. And we know that we always pass like Shmuel and Dine Mamanis. So we see that Shmuel said this halacha. The Gemara asked, Harav Amra. Rav said this halacha. So we say, you're right. Ema Av Shakud Amra. Let's say that even Shakud, even Shmuel said this halacha. So both Rav and Shmuel said this halacha. Now, Amr Mabar Mamar Laravashi, Haki Amr Nardai, this is what Hamir Cham Narda said, Hilchas Akavasi de Rav Sheshes, the halachas like Rav Sheshes, that the Maisu Yadim go to the brothers. Rav Ashi Amr, Hilchas Akavasi de Rav, the halachas like Rav, that it goes to her. The Hilchas Akavasi de Rav, and the halacha is like Rav, that her Maisu Yadim go to her, even though she's being supported by the father's estate. And the Mishnah tells us, Hamar says, Bitai, a man was Maaris' daughter, he accepted Kedushan of her, Vegersha, and then she got divorced. Irsa, he was Maaris her again, Minas Armala, and then she became widowed. Ksubasa Shalai, he gets to keep her Ksuba. He see, let's say he married her off to someone, Vigirsha, and then she got divorced. He see, he married her off to a different person, Venus Armula, and then she became widowed, Ksubasa Shalah, she gets to keep her Ksuba, not him. Now, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Harishana Shalav, the first Ksuba goes to the father. The second one doesn't go to the father, but the first one does. Amrulai, they told him, Mishay Sia and Lavirushispa, once he married her off, so the father doesn't have Rishus in her anymore. She's already married off to somebody else, so the father doesn't get her Ksuba. Now, the Gemara makes a deal. It seems to be that the reason why we're saying this in the Mishnah is because he had married her off, then she got divorced. He married her off again, and then she became widowed. If she had gotten widowed from two different husbands, then she's now to get married again. And as a side thing, our Tana was teaching the Stam Halachas like Rebbe, the Amar, he says, two times is a Chazaka. This is a side point that we're learning over here. This Machlaikas. Do we establish a Chazaka after two times or after three times? Rebbe holds that a Chazaka is established after two times. So we're talking about over here is a woman that's called a Katalanis, a woman who kills her husbands. So we know that a man is not allowed to marry a woman who's a Katalanis who kills her husbands. And the question is, what's considered that she is a husband killer after two husbands dying or three husbands dying? It seems to be over here that we learn as a side point from our Mishnah that we're going like Rebbe that's after two husbands and not three husbands. Now moving on to focus on the main topic of our Mishnah, Rabbi Huda Imar Harishana Shalav, Rabbi Huda said that that first Ksuba belongs to the father. The father married her off, she got divorced, and then he married her off again. That first Ksuba goes to the father. My time is Rabbi Huda. What's Rabbi Huda's reasoning? Rabbi Rabbi Yosef, Damar they both explain, Since already from the time of Erosin, the father was able to be Zeichen that when the father married his daughter off, he still had a Rishus in his daughter and he was still able to be Zeich in things because of his daughter, so therefore he gets that first Ksuba. But now, Master Rava, he has a following question. We have a Bryce that says, Rabbi Huda, I'm Rabbi Huda, tells us, Harishayna shall av, the first one goes to the father. Umayd Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda agrees, Bimaris's Bitai Kashik Tana, if he was Maaris's daughter when she was a Tana, Ubagra, and then she became a Bagaras, Ba'achakachnises, and then she got married, Sha'in Lavirushaspa, that her father doesn't have any Rishus in her. But am I, why should we say that? Hachinami Lema, why don't we also say in that situation, Hailumishas Erisin since at the time of Erisin, the father was Zaycha in her because the father was Ma'aris her when she was Iktana. So why should he not get her Ksuba even though she got married as a Bagaras? So it seems to be that we have a steer in Divi Rabbi Huda himself. So Gemara says, right, Eli Yitmar, Hachi Yitmar. If it was stated, this is really what it was stated on. Rabbi Rav Yosef, Dharma Chavaya, the both say, Hail Uber Shusai since the Ksuba was written when she was still in his Rishos, because she got married when she was still in his Rishos. She got married as a Ktana or a Naira, so therefore the father is still going to collect that first Ksuba. And that's what our Mishnah is talking about. So now the Gemara has a practical question. When is he able to collect from? What does that mean, when is he able to collect from? So first of all, we know that there's usually two different payments in a ksuba. There's the base payment of the 100 or 200. She deserves 100 if she's an almana, 200 if she's a basula. That's the base payment, which is the takanas chachamim. And then there's something called teisefes ksuba. That's something that often he would add on on his own. Instead of just giving her 200 for a ksuba, he would say, I'm adding on for you another 200, 400, 1,000, 10,000. And all that is considered teisefes ksuba. That's something that he's adding on on his own. So that's number one. Now, number two is something that's relevant to 
all shtaris. We know that if Ruvain borrows money from Shimon on Sunday, and then Ruvain sells one of his properties on Monday, and then Tuesday, Shimon comes to collect his loan, and Ruvain says, I'm really sorry, I'm not able to pay you, I don't have any money, Shimon can go to the Lekuchas, he can go to the people that purchased that property from Ruvain on Monday, and he could take their property from them. That's because that property already had a lien on it, and it really rightfully belonged to Shimon. So the question here is, which properties is his father able to collect from? So Amrav Huni answers, Mana Masayim Mino Erisin. The base payment of either Mana or Masayim is allowed to be collected already from Erisin, meaning any properties that this fellow sold after Erisin, the father is already allowed to collect the Mana or Masayim from those properties. Vitai Sefes, the extra, the added on part of the Ksuba, Mina Nisuin, that's only allowed to be collected from Nisuin. That's because the husband is only Mechaev himself Vitai Sefes once they actually get married. Now Ravasi, Ravasi answers, the father is only allowed to collect the Ksuba, whether it's the base payment or it's the Tesefes from the Nisuin. As the Gemara, Miyamar Ravuna, Hachi, did Ravuna really say that? For Itmar, we have a statement. Let's say she takes out two different Ksubas. One Ksuba says 200, one Ksuba says 300. From Ravuna, and Ravuna tells us she's only allowed to collect with one of these Ksubas. If she's coming to collect with the Ksuba that says 200 on it, she gets to collect from the earlier Zman. If she decides to collect with a Ksuba that has 300, she only collects from the second Zman. Now here's the question. If it's really true that Ravuna holds that the base part of her Ksuba, the Mana Masayim, she collects from the Erisin, and the extra, the Tosefes, she collects from the Nisuin, which is the Zman Shani, so then Tegvi Masayim is Man Rishon, Umeyom is Man Shani. She should be allowed to collect 200 from the first Zman, and the remaining 100 from the second Zman. Why is it that when she's collecting the Ksuba of 300, is she collecting the whole thing from the second Zman? The Gemara says, hold on one second, well, according to you, Tegvi Chamesh Meyaz Kulam, she should collect all 500. Masayim is Man Rishon, and Tlas Meyom is Man Shani, the 200 from the first Zman, and the 300 Ksuba from the second Zman. And we don't say that. Ella, so it must be, Chamesh Meyaz Maitam Kavyo, why doesn't she collect all 500? Since he didn't write for her in that second Ksuba of 300, that I'm writing and I'm adding on to you 300 onto the 200, which is the base payment. So Hachika Amrlo, this is really what he's saying by giving her two Ksubas, one of 200, one of 300. If you want to collect from the first man, then you're only allowed to collect 200. If you're willing to collect from the second man, then you're allowed to collect 300. So to over here, the reason why she's not collecting 200 from the Zman Rishon and 100 from the second Zman is Kosovla. since he didn't write for her in that Ksuba I'm adding on 100 to the 200 base payment so what he really means to say is that you have to give up on your first Shibud from the first Zman and you're only allowed to collect from the second Zman we're going to stop here for the day pick up tomorrow continue to talk about this case of two Ksubas one of 200 one of 300 and she has the ability to collect with whichever one she wants but for now everyone should have a wonderful day